0: I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. For those of you watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, nice to have you with us today. Now, we are just a couple of hours away from the inauguration of Joe Biden as America's 46th president. Meanwhile, outgoing President Donald Trump bids the White House farewell, wishing the incoming administration luck, ...without acknowledging his successor by name. Our North America Bureau Chief TJ Manotok joins us now with details. TJ, good afternoon from Manila.
1: A good evening from San Francisco, Carmina. Well, in the final 36 hours before the U.S. transitions to a new administration... ...Americans in the world once again got a glimpse of the stark contrast in personalities of the two world leaders... ...one with genuine empathy and compassion... ...and the other having little to no remorse for his shortcomings and focused solely on boasting about his accomplishments... On Tuesday, the day before he sworn into office on the steps of the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., President-elect Joe Biden spent his final moments getting an emotional send-off in his home state in Delaware. Biden thanked his supporters at an event at the Major Joseph R. Bo Biden III National Guard Reserve Center in Delaware, a reserve center named after his late son, the Iraq War veteran and former attorney general of Delaware, who died of brain cancer in 2015. The president-elect could barely hold back his tears as he wished his son were still alive, to witness this day, one that he promised his son in
2: his dying days. And I'm honored. I'm truly honored to be your next president and commander in chief. And I'll always be a proud son of the state of Delaware. I am proud, 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 proud to be a son of Delaware. And I am even more proud to be standing here Doing this from the major Bo Biden facility. Ladies and gentlemen, I only have one regret: he's not here. Because he sh- we should be introducing him as president. But we have great opportunities. Delaware has taught us anything's possible. And anything's possible in this country. So God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Thank you.
1: Upon arriving in Washington D.C., Biden, his wife Jill, along with Vice President Kamala Harris and her husband Doug Emhoff took a solemn moment as they observed a moment of silence during a national memorial in Washington D.C. to honor the 400,000 people who have died of COVID-19. Meanwhile, speaking at the White House in a taped address recorded a day before, President Donald Trump gave his farewell speech a day before he departs the White House without mentioning Biden by name. He wished the new administration well, but also took time out to tout his administration's accomplishments. My fellow Americans, four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild our country, to renew its spirit, and to restore the allegiance of this government to its citizens. In short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you, truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes. And we also want them to have luck, a very important word. Casey, critics were quick to point out that President Trump showed no remorse for his shortcomings on the day the U.S. commemorated 400,000 lives lost due to the pandemic. He also did not formally admit that he lost the election, something that continues to stoke anger within his base that will, for the foreseeable future, fuel the Trumpism that will be a major wedge in the great political divide in the U.S. Casey?
0: Right, TJ. In a matter of hours, we're going to be witnessing a very different transfer of power, a very different inauguration there in the United States. A time-honored tradition of a peaceful transfer of power. Both presidents, the former and the incoming, um, meeting at the White House, shaking hands. That's not going to happen because by the time uh, Joe Biden um, enters the White House, it's a 46th president Trump is not going to be there. There's no go- no greeting, no handshake whatsoever. TJ. Absolutely.
1: I mean, amidst the the political tensions that is making everything different with this transition of power, of course, there's the pandemic that's making things very different and the threats of violence. So there's nobody going to be in the National Mall. It is now covered with American flags to commemorate the hundreds of thousands of Americans who would wish they could be there. Um, President Trump will not welcome Bidens at the White House and nor will he attend the inauguration something that a losing candidate uh, based on uh, political loss, has not done in the last 150 years uh, in the history of the U.S. So it's going to be very different very odd but these are the challenging times that we are in today and the challenges ahead that lies ahead for Joe Biden because this signifies a lot of the challenges that he has he's going to be facing in trying to unite the country as the outgoing president refuses to to be there for him that could have been a show of unity. That could at least help, uh, you know, inspire his base. That it's something that they could move on with. That uh, he is giving that respect to the incoming president.
0: All right, uh, we're going to have to leave it at that. T.J. Manoto, our North America bureau chief. Thanks, Teach, for joining us today. You keep safe. Students from the Polytechnic University of the Philippines concerned their school will suffer the same fate as that of UP and have its accord with the Defense Department abrogated as well. A correspondent Adrian Ayelen covered the rally held by PUP students this morning. He now joins us live from Manila. Adrian, go ahead.
3: Hermina, students of the uh, Polytechnic University of the Philippines fear that they are the next target of the Department of National Defense. Uh, Students, also faculty members and uh, other um, activist organizations um, held a protest rally here in front of the uh, main gate of uh, PUP in uh, Santa Mesa, Manila. They said that what happened to the University of the Philippines may also happen to them. The revocation of the agreement between the uh, Department of National Defense and the uh, Polytechnic University. Just like in UP, an agreement was Signed in 1990 by then Defense Secretary Fidel Ramos and uh, then PUP President Dr. Nemesio Prudente, uh, the agreement also covers uh, military and uh, police operations in campus. That this these um, operations can only be held if there is prior notice and authorization from the uh, officials of the uh, school in any of the uh, campuses of um, PUP. With the uh, revocation, the termination by uh, Secretary Delphine Lorenzana of the uh, DND-UP Accord, the uh, PUP community also feared that um, this may also happen to the DND-PUP Accord. According to uh, the uh, students, um, the uh, editor-in-chief of the official student publication, the catalyst uh, Maricho Tagaylo, they said that um, they are calling on, uh, president uh, the current president of uh, PUP Manuel Muhi to uh, uphold their academic uh, freedom now that is this under threat from the uh, DND. Also, the uh, Anak Bayan uh, PUPM Chairperson Joseph uh, Mariano, he said that um, they will continue to uh, to uh, fight uh, uh, for their um, uh, academic freedom, for their rights as uh, students. Although right now the uh, they are on break. Um, students um, went here and held a, a protest rally along with uh, faculty uh, members and other um, student organizations like the College Editors Guild of the Philippines, the League of Filipino Students. A, a faculty member, um, Boyot Demesa, joined them and he he, um, told us about the long history of student activism here in uh, PUP and he said that um, that, uh, all academic endeavors should not be disturbed by um, any uh, police or military operations just like what happened during the uh, martial law regime. Um, uh, PUP um, students take pride in the um, student activism of their uh, predecessors. In fact, um, here behind me there is um, what they call Dambana ng Kabayanihan where in the local government of uh, Manila Uh, Then under uh, Mayor uh, Lito Atienza, um, honored uh, the uh, student activists of uh, PUP, which helped topple the uh, Marcos um, dictatorship. Again, fast forward to uh, year 2021, they are upholding. They they want to um, assert their academic freedom um, uh, because um, their uh, D&D PUP um, agreement is um, under threat. Um, They said that despite the pandemic, they will continue um, fighting for the uh, DND-PUP um, accord, especially uh, with the uh, the call of uh, Duterte Youth Partilist uh, Dusiel Cardema, who um, also got a beating from, from the uh, students of uh, PUP. Um, they said that um, she is not a true representative of, uh, of the youth, because if she is a, re- a true representative of the youth, she will be upholding the um, rights of uh, all students, not just uh, of uh, the University of the Philippines, but of uh, PUP as well. Carmina?
0: Thanks a lot, our correspondent there, Adrian Ayalen joining us live from the city of Manila. Thank you, Adrian, for joining us today. You keep safe. Philippine Defense Secretary Delphine Lorenzana says he is open to having a dialogue with the University of the Philippines regarding the abrogation of the 1989 UP DND Accord. However, the secretary says the ta- make that the talks will only happen. If the university explains the deaths of UP students in military encounters with communist rebels, Lorenzana adds he welcomes any inquiry into his abrogation of the 1989 agreement, which prevents state security forces from entering UP campuses without prior notice to the school administration. The secretary earlier said the accord was terminated because the state university had become a safe haven for enemies of the state.
3: Explain to me. Bakit, ano, bakit to sa uh, why did they fail to protect these young kids, from joining this organization, that they get killed? As as a parent, I, I really feel sad for these uh, kids. The mama takes them ganito.
0: Several military personnel visit the community garden in the grounds of the University of the Philippines following the unilateral abrogation of the up and accord. Ara Perez now joins us on the line with that story. Ara, go ahead.
2: Armina,
1: AFP went around UP Arboretum and Amor Solo in Barangay, UP Campus. These are community gardens which the military and residents are tending in the area since the pandemic. Major Celeste Frank Saison, group commander of the 7th Civil Relations Group, said the community directly benefits from this as the vegetables from the garden become a food source. He said they have legal documents from the University of the Philippines which allowed them to do urban gardening for six months from July 2020 until... Uh, this month, January. That's why Sayson said he is happy with the abrogation of the dnd up Accord because they are having a hard time going in the vicinity of UP.
3: Tataka nga kami, bakit uh, sabi nila bawal ang military dito, allergic sila sa military. Eh, in fact, dito naman kami, noon pa. So, there is uh, no unusual para sa amin kasi We've been coming in and out, dito sa UP, and uh, siguro this is a testament na nagbabago ng socio-political landscape, nagbabago na talaga. Kaya sabi- sa akin, I I I uh, follow the the concept or notion ng DND na talagang ano, talagang uh, nagbabago ang socio-political landscape at pasay na yung Ano nayan yung accord na yan. Tumitingin lang po sila ng mga garden, ng mga tanim na gulay. Iniikot nila yung may mga pook na may mga tanim na gulay. At para ba sa, sa mga residente, kakaiba ba yung mayroong taga-militar dito sa
2: loob ng campus?
3: Actually, hindi naman po sila masadong pinapansin. Kasi po, ang ano nila is yung ang gulayan. Yun ang focus. Pag alis nila, magtatanong sa akin yung mga residente kung ano yun. Sabi ko, ang is the garden.
1: There are six community gardens here in UP campus which
0: are being taken care of by residents and the AFP. The military also supplies seeds for the crops. Armina. All right, thanks a lot. Ara Perez, they're joining us on the line back here in the newsroom. The Philippine government is set to sign a memorandum of agreement with pharmaceutical company Unilab to secure cold storage facilities for COVID-19 vaccines. Vaccine chief Carlito Galvez on Wednesday inspected Unilab's cold storage management and logistics warehouse in Binyan Laguna. The facility can store approximately 5 million vaccine doses. It is looking into storing the AstraZeneca, Covavax, Johnson & Johnson and Sinovac vaccines there. Pfizer, which has a temperature requirement of around negative 70 degrees Celsius, will be stored at the Research Institute of Tropical Medicine in Muntinlupa, Alabang, and another private company in Paranaque. The government is also in talks with more than 30 companies that could have or make that that have cold storage facilities. Motorists using the Skyway 3 may have to pay 274 pesos beginning January 30 to traverse the full length of the new toll road. That's if the Toll Regulatory Board approves the petition submitted by San Miguel Corporation. Based on SMC's proposed toll matrix, fees would range from 110 pesos to 274 pesos. San Miguel explains the 18-kilometer Skyway 3... Which spans from Buendia to Balintawak, cost 66 billion pesos to build. That's 63% higher than the project cost approved by the TRB in 2014 and 165% higher than the project cost approved in 2012. It says the increase was due to changes made in the toll road's design as well as substantial delays in the project's implementation. The TRB has yet to announce a decision on the matter. In the meantime, Skyway 3 will be free to use until January 29. Streaming giant Netflix ended 2020 on a high note after hitting more than 200 million global subscribers. Netflix reported that it gained another 8.5 million paying subscribers in the last quarter of 2020, bringing its total to 203 million. Pandemic restrictions, which forced people to stay home, drove the growth, despite increasing competition from film industry giants such as Warner and Disney. It managed to stay afloat by investing heavily on original shows and films. Netflix says it has more than 500 titles in post-production, and the plan is to launch at least one original film per week. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to visit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast, too, on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.